let's just talk to him tonight. Father, here we are in the closing days of time. Lord, not too many more sunrises, Lord, left here upon this earth. Lord, we know that we're just right at the right at the cusp of the coming of the Lord and looking over the brink at it, Father, and seeing prophecy fulfilled and things around us taking place, the very signs, Lord, of your coming. Lord, we're thankful that we can see those things, Lord. Lord, that we're not blinded by the glare of Sodom, Lord, but God, we've had a personal visitation, Lord, with an angel, God, that's called us by name and let us know who we are, Father. What a blessed people we are tonight. Lord, we just want to say how much we love you and appreciate you, Lord, and we thank you for all that you've done for us, Lord. Lord, where would we be if it wasn't for you and your grace in our lives? And Lord, calling us, Lord, out of darkness into this marvelous light. Lord, there's many that's walking away. There's many that's saying it ain't true. There's many, Lord, that's maybe even sitting on the edge, Lord, and wondering about it. But God, I'm so thankful, Lord, in hearts tonight, you've anchored it so deeply, Lord, that all the storms of hell could come against us. Winds, Lord, of every kind, Lord, to blow. But God, we're just going to rise above it all. I want to rise above it all today, Lord, and we're just looking for your presence, Lord, to be here among us, Father, to speak to us, to touch our hearts, to touch our lives, Lord. Lord, I know there's those here today that really need a touch from you, Lord. Lord, they cried out to you. They asked for it, Father, and they're needing you today. We just ask that you would come by and minister, we pray. Lord, there's many that couldn't be here tonight. May you just touch them as well. We ask it in your name, for your glory, and for your honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's turn in our Bibles to 1 Corinthians 15. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. <clears throat> as you've heard, my mother was moved today to a, a specialized rehab facility. She's... Uh, Thankfully, not needing rehab on her, on her mind or her bodily functions per se, but just on strength, you know, from being in bed in the bed for two and a half weeks and not moving very much in that manner. My, we got a lot to be thankful for. And just a miracle that God has done for our family and our church here. Amen. To bring a person back from the brink of death. And the doctor's even not given any hope, but God who is rich in mercy. Amen. We thank the Lord for that. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 51 says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Amen. We'll let you be seated this evening. I'd like to just kind of continue on the thought I've been on for the last couple of Wednesdays on pressurized. 
pressurize and just looking back a little bit as we've been a few weeks since we spoke on this, but Lord, Lord, just bringing some more things to our heart and uh, just looking at this word pressurized, it means to be uh, brought to or maintained at an atmospheric pressure higher than that of the surroundings or greater than that of the surroundings. And I, I believe there is a people that has been inoculated against the pressures of this world. And there are great pressures in this world, and it's seemingly getting, and it, more than seemingly, it is getting worse. It's um, the governments and things and all the things that's going on. If you look upon that, and you, and, you, uh, and you feed upon that a lot, and you feed on that very much, you'll become very disillusioned and very depressed about the things that's happening in this world. But I'm thankful that that is not our hope. That is not why we gathered here tonight to have hope in the government of the United States or have hope in this world of any sense or any form, but we gathered here because we have a greater hope. And that hope is the coming of the Lord Jesus. And I, I believe there's a people that's going to be able to stand in the most evil day there's ever been. Amen. Instead, be able to stand and stand for righteousness and stand for holiness and, and stand for the supernatural moving among us. Stand, amen, for the kingdom of God and able to take the pressure because there is going to be pressure against us. Amen. You know, people are looking for the squeeze that come against the bride. Well, congratulations, we're here. Amen. And it's not going to get any better, but it's going to get tighter and tighter and tighter until we just pop out of this old dimension and go to be with him. Amen. In other words, there's a power, but in other words, there's a power greater or higher than the power that's on the outside. You know, the devil's wanting you to get your eyes on the outside and, and show how great he is and how, uh, how, how impossible it seems or how, how, you know, sickness may seem impossible or how great it is. But you never forget the power that's on the inside of a Holy Ghost filled believer is greater than anything he could ever bring. It's greater than any sickness he could ever put upon the church of God is greater than any pressure he could ever put upon the church of God. Amen. That pressure or that spirit of God, as Brother Aaron spoke about, is there is a greater wind. Amen. There's a Holy Ghost that is greater, and it has enough, and it's more than enough for any situation that we could ever face. And there's going to be a people that's even inoculated or pressurized against death itself. Amen, that death is going to try to come, but this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortality must put on immortality. And I believe that we're looking at a people that's stepping from, getting ready to step from being mortal to being immortal, from being corruptible to being incorruption. Amen. Amen. I believe there's a people that's being ready and, and conditioned in such a place. And we see the world that's being conditioned to a tribulation. They're being, their mind is being conditioned to drift tribulation period, a tribulation, amen, to come upon this earth to where their minds would go so insane and they begin, their imaginations run so wild and their insanity. And we see the insanity of that dimension coming in this world and it's pressing upon every person. It does not have, amen, there's not any kind of a code or any kind of a, a small print that says either you're white or black or red or yellow. It's coming upon every person and it's coming upon every, amen, male, female, amen, 
understand they're being conformed into the image of that world, the world, the underneath world. And we see that hell is being unleashed in this hour and it's coming more and more and more into fruition in the body of people upon this earth. But so as we see that 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 dimension is being more fulfilled and more, amen, showing itself in, in, in the form of flesh, so shall that other dimension also, amen, begin to show more and more of itself. Amen. He said, when all hell turns loose, all heaven turns loose with it. Amen. So if you see hell turning loose into this dimension and the insanity of this world and the mind of the devil being put upon people and you see it more and more and more, you got to say, amen, heaven is also turning loose. That there's a people that's coming in the mind of Christ and they're getting more and more and more into his mind until they're going to take a body change. Amen. And this is the world that we're living in. We're living in a very scientific world. And we're living in a time that never before, amen, in the, in the seven church ages, amen, that it never has been able to make a man take from this dimension and to move into another dimension until the time that we're living in. And it's only speaking of, amen, as the natural, amen, speaks of the supernatural. It's only speaking of that we are now for the first time in human history, a man, amen, a body that's able to go from this this dimension into another dimension. Hallelujah, by the body change. And so we see science has been able to prove this and, and they take an astronaut as, they, as we spoke on these things and I want to just go over for a minute and they can go forward so far till you can't even see it with your natural eyes no more. It'll, it'll go so far into the pressure of another dimension. He said he can just go on out because it's, he's in a pressurized tank. He can go and he can go into another place and sail around and see the world all around him. He said, so it is, there is a spiritual age and there is a spiritual time where God is going to have spiritual astronauts. And I still can't help but believe that in the middle of all this chaos and in the middle of all the struggle and the trials of life that are going on and the coronavirus and the riots and all this, that in the middle of that, that there would be a rocket lift off. Amen. I believe that's showing something to us that as Brother Brandon would speak countdown, he would see in his age of a rocket taking place and he would say, hey, not only they're doing that in the scientific world, but I'm telling you, God is also doing that in the spiritual world. And in the middle of all this chaos around us that we'd see a rocket taking, taking off, amen, I believe it's God just letting us know, don't forget now, we're on, we're on set, set and go. We're ready to take off out of this whole sinful world out of this old chaos, out of this old sickness and out of all these problems and lift into another atmosphere and to another place, amen. God is going to have spiritual astronauts, the eagles of the air. Hallelujah. The eagles of the air that can go beyond any other bird sail over everything. Oh, hallelujah. Sail over everything, spiritual astronauts that can take the word of God and prove he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He's going to have a people that's going to take the word of God and prove he's the Lord God that heals all our disease. Amen. 
that proves he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's going to have a people that's going to take the word of God and prove he can heal cancer or he can heal a brain bleed or he can take away depression or anxiety or, or fears. And they're going to prove to the devil that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. He's going to have somebody that can prove he is the same today. A spiritual astronaut. Amen. Amen. Being brought to another place. Amen. What a wonderful thing for a spiritual astronaut to know that this is not your world. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but it makes me want to rejoice to think that this world is not my future or my hope or what I'm putting my eggs in the basket in. I'm not putting it in this world. I'm not putting it in the things of this world. I'm not putting it in governments. I'm not putting it in anybody but Jesus Christ because I know he has the power to change his whole body. There ain't a government on this earth that has the power to change this body. Amen. There ain't a people upon this earth that's got the power to change this body. I'm going to put my eggs in the basket of one who rose from the dead. Hallelujah. And is alive today. Amen. And putting the spirit in people that will believe that all things are possible. Hallelujah. Amen. For there to be an astronaut, there had to be somebody who would believe there could be an astronaut. That'd be somebody that would believe and say, yeah, I believe if I got in that rocket, I can go into another place. There had to be somebody, John Glenn or any of the other ones that would say, hey, I believe enough to get in there. Oh, come on, somebody. There has to be enough enough people or somebody that'll believe enough to say, hey, I believe and I'm going to get in there. Where he said, I'm the Lord God that heals all my diseases. I believe and I'm going to get in there. I'm going to get into the word of God. I'm going to get into what he said. Hallelujah. And by their belief that natural scientists achieved by man to go into another atmosphere. And you can believe that. But people want to say, well, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in God. I, I don't believe. But you can believe a man by his own two little or his one little pea brain could come up with enough ideas, enough drawings to take a man off of this earth and put him into another atmosphere. You can believe that. Or you can believe about a man who could, who could, in his own little brain, he could come up with the idea of a car and you had enough belief in that man to get in that car and come to church. Amen. You had enough belief in that man to believe in him to get in an airplane and go in the sky. It took belief to get in there. You believed that when you got in that airplane, you was going to get in that airplane and go to your destination. Why? Because you believed that or you wouldn't get in it. I wouldn't get in it. I wouldn't get in the car if I didn't believe that car was going to start and get me to my destination. I wouldn't get in that car. And people's got enough faith to bless what it is is faith. Amen. And they can believe in man, a man that has failed time after time, a man that hasn't done nothing but made things work for himself, yet they can't believe in a God that can come on the scene and change a life forever. Don't tell me you ain't no God. Don't tell me you ain't got something in you to believe in a God when you can believe in a man to do those kind of things. A spiritual astronaut. Amen, living in a spiritual age. And natural men were able to achieve by natural abilities what they achieved. And God is saying, I need a man that'll stay with the Bible. 
that'll stay with the word of God and will stay with he's the same yesterday, today, and forever and not afraid of the promises regardless of what anybody else says. Don't you know John Glenn had enough people in his ear trying to tell him, you're crazy, this is impossible, you're going to die, you're not going to make it back, but he had enough faith to believe, I'm going to get in there and I'm coming back. And I'm going into another dimension. I'm going into another place. Amen. He had enough faith to believe that no matter what anybody else said. That's the truth. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. And don't get on me when I got enough faith to believe that this body's going to change. Yes. That this body's going to come. And I got enough faith to believe that the dead in Christ has went down in the grave. They're all going to rise again. Amen. I got enough faith to believe that if somebody gets sick, God's got enough power to heal them. I got enough faith to believe that if you'll come and humble yourself and repent of your sins, God will save you. I got enough faith to believe he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He, He wants you to become an astronaut. That it goes so far beyond denominational thinking or beyond man's thinking. Beyond anything else, beyond, amen, even beyond the things of a church. But with God and him alone. You know, in order to be an astronaut, you had to get in a tank. And it was something they couldn't control themselves. I mean, they had a few little buttons they could push. But there was something underneath them that could, could really cause some issues. It had done it even later on, you know, in the 80s when they had that, that one blow up and then in the 90s when they had the other one blow up, return to earth. There's a lot of things that could have issues with it, but there was still people even beyond the issues was still getting a rocket just a few days ago. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. And people want to say, well, there's issues at that church. There's issues with believing. There's issues with God. There's a lot of issues, but there's a lot of issues with man. But that don't keep people from believing. That don't keep people from saying, yes, it is possible. Yes, we can go there. Amen. Why? Because they know, amen, that is there and they're able to move. Amen. They're able to push these buttons, do whatever it takes. Amen. To light the fuse and light it off and enter into another dimension. Amen. And so a man's got enough about them to believe in that, in a man-made rocket, in a man-made instruments, in man-made math, in man-made everything, man-made everything they're sitting on, yet they still had enough in them to say, I'm getting in it and I'm leaving here. Then what's wrong with the people of God saying, amen, this ain't a man-made creed, this ain't a man-made dogma, this is God's word. And God said, get in there. Not into a church, not into a person, get into Jesus Christ. God wants men who'll come into Christ We're not interested in getting you to come into a church. But if you come into Christ, you'll come into church. (laughs) But that's not the goal. That's not what we're interested in. There's been a lot of people that sat on church pews for years, and where are they at today? We need people to come into Christ. Not into the message as far as a creed or a dogma or some, some idealism. We're talking about people getting to Christ. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Amen. I believe the message is Christ. Amen, but come into him, find him, 
Amen. If you'll find him, you won't have to worry about all the codes of this or that and the other. Amen. It'll just naturally happen on the inside of you because there's a different control tower. Amen. But he wants somebody to believe he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Not our own thinking. And that's where a lot of people get hung up right there because, you know, they want their own thinking. Well, I, I, I just can't believe that. Well, maybe you can't. But does that keep me from believing it? Nope. There's a lot of people that couldn't believe Enoch. But one day, they couldn't believe he was gone either. People would say, I can't believe that message. And one day, you're going to can't believe we're gone. Amen. Not your own thinking, but moving out into space, controlled not by man's creeds or man's dogmas or man's ideas or your own ideas, but controlled by the Holy Ghost. Right. Oh, my. Amen. Amen. You know, I think we ought to be a people that gets past our closets controlling us. And our ideas controlling us and what we feel is right controlling us and how we feel is comfortable controlling us and say, God, you control me. I'm in your ship. Amen. Astronauts, how far it is away from the old horse and buggies and even the airplanes, how far it is even from justification and sanctification and, and even the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the re- restoration of the gifts. Amen. They we're coming to eagles. First, maybe chickens, lizards, crows, whatever. But now they're eagles. No one can follow them. Astronauts for Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. We got people that be astronauts for the United States or astronauts for Russia. How about some astronauts for Jesus? I say, Lord, let me get my eyes of what's going on in this world and the things around me and the problems and situations I can't control anyhow and get my eyes on Jesus Christ. See, even a natural one, a natural astronaut, he don't lead by his own power. He's fired out of there. There's another force that's pushing him. It's pushing him beyond all that. He said, that's all you have to do. Get into Jesus and God will do the shooting. (laughs) God will do it. It ain't gasoline power no more. It ain't some church creed. It's God's atomic power that'll push you all the way out into space out yonder. What is astronauts beyond justification, sanctification, amen, going all the way, the whole Bible. Hallelujah. A real astronaut gets into all the promises of God. He's not interested in saying, well, I want this one and not this one. No, he's got to have all of them. He knows that God is able to perform every promise he ever made. Hallelujah. I mean, if a man's got enough faith to believe this rocket's going to get on top, he's going to get on set on top of this rocket and it's going to lift him up high enough to get out of the atmosphere of the earth into another atmosphere, amen, into where things are once thought impossible are now possible. Once thought never would happen is now happening. There was a time that it was thought that you would never leave the atmosphere of this earth. There was a time people, actually science would even say that if a man went a certain miles an hour, he'd explode. Didn't think it was possible to go that fast. And now we're getting cars that goes beyond what they thought was possible. 
Come on now. Amen. An astronaut out there right now are doing things that once was thought impossible. But that was, it wasn't never impossible. It was always possible. Come on now. And we are now receiving things in this word and things in this hour that once was thought impossible. But it never was impossible. It was always possible. It just took somebody to believe it was possible. It took somebody to say, hey, if this can happen for them and this can happen there and this can go here, it's possible. I believe it's possible. Pressure. There's all kind of pressures that comes against us. There's going to be more and more pressures. I mean, COVID-19 is very small compared to what's coming upon this earth. Pressures and things that are pushing on every side. Amen. But, this, but when an astronaut is in that tube, he's controlled, amen, by a radar or something that guides him to his destination. Amen. It's a big radar, you know, that, that pushes him to certain directions and certain places and brings him to a certain uh, trajectory to reach a certain place. It, it takes a precise moment for them to take off. They can't just take off any time they want to or decide when to push the button. There's things they got to do. They got to push it at a certain time so they reach a certain window, so they reach a certain place to get to a certain thing. It's all precise. It's all in measured. It's all exactly, exactly to the T to try to get them to match up to this place. And God has been doing this for 7,000 years or 6,000 years. He's been doing it for years and years and, and seven church ages all the way. What was he doing? Adjusting and moving. It wasn't man's power. It was God's power. It wasn't Martin Luther on his own decided to do what he'd done. No, it was the anointing of the Holy Ghost. It was a radar that went off and said, hey, the just shall live by faith. And it moved him over in a certain direction. That's right. And I, I just want to, you know, Martin Luther, you know, I got a friend that I actually met over there in uh, uh, Switzerland just randomly at a site. It was, it was a big wall uh, the wall of the reformers and I, they, they took me there to look at it and it was this man from Singapore and, and I, I walked up to him and began to talk to him brother David Mayer was at work at the time so it was me and my wife and sister Ann and I went up and began to speak to this man began to witness to him began to talk to him because I could tell he was interested in biblical things because he was there taking selfies with Martin Luther and all those ones and I began to talk to him about it and have been conversing with him even yet still Amen. And, you know, he takes, he takes a picture of where Martin Luther nailed the theses on the door all the time. And he sends it to me. God tries to go there at the anniversary of every year because he's, he, just, he just really looks to Martin Luther. And, and I've just been speaking to him about, amen, the Reformation. But now we're in the age of restoration. Amen. And, and yes, Martin Luther played a very important part, but he went to John Wesley all the way down to where we are today. Amen. But Martin Luther had to take a stand and he, he protested. That's what he did. He protested the, the Roman Catholic Church. And then, you know, they, they want to come today and think they're the first protesters. Listen, protests have been going on a long time ago. Amen. Because, listen, I believe we ought to protest. We ought to protest against the, amen, the formal ungodliness that tries to come in our churches and, and the easy believism. We ought to be protesting that. 
We ought to be protesting that, amen, the people that say days of miracles are past. No, we didn't nail something on the door. The days of miracles is here. Amen. We we do need to protest against certain things. The darkness is trying to come in and take our children at you. Your moms and dads ought to be standing protesting against that. Amen. The pressure that's trying to come in and take us right now, we ought to stand up against that and say, look, these are the days God has visited this generation. And he's anointed some people not to stay here on earth, not to build their own kingdom and their own houses and their own lands, but he has anointed a people to lift off from here and to go into another dimension. We got people that gets caught up in all the things and they're getting drugged down by it. But this astronaut, once he gets into that chamber, there's another power there that's taken over. It's no longer his power. John Glenn could not get himself into that place. Neither can you get yourself in, into a body change. There's another power. Amen. You know, it was a, he said, Brother Brown said it like this. He said that he has a radar that guides him just like he guided Martin Luther, just like the radar pushed John Wesley over to sanctification and radar pushed the Pentecostals to the places of the restoration of the gifts. There's, a, there's still that Holy Ghost that's guiding the church. Amen. Come on now. We're not under the guidance of a man. We're under the guidance of the Holy Ghost. We're under the guidance of thus saith the Lord. We're under the guidance that, that God is ne- he has never left us, neither will he ever leave us. He's still leading and guiding is still the same pillar of fire that, uh, that walked the children of Israel through the desert and he didn't get lost. He didn't get turned around. He didn't get, he didn't get disillusioned. He led them the way that he was to lead the children of Israel. Neither today will he get lost. He's leading us and guiding us. Bringing us through all this nonsense of this world into another place. And there's a radar that guides this, uh, these spiritual astronauts. It's a word that holds us. It's a word that grabs a hold and says, ask the Father anything in my name and I'll do it. And prayer starts going forth and that prayer starts guiding you. Hello. I've seen prayer at work just these last couple of weeks. Yes, sir. Amen. I, and it ain't the first time I've seen it at work. I've seen it at work all my life, seeing prayer change things in just an instant. And this is what he says, radar, the radar of the church is the prayer and the Holy Spirit that backs it up. Amen. Just watch the way the church is praying and you'll see the way the missile will fly. Did you hear that? Watch the way the church is praying and you'll see the way the missile will fly. You can tell by the way the astronauts are are traveling by the way the church is praying. How's your prayer life? Mm -hmm. That might be the reason why your missile's going down. Amen. Prayer leading you. Prayer. Amen. Not, not, just, not just laying down and saying, Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for all you've done. Amen. No, that's not the prayer. God is wanting fellowship. God is wanting a people that will fellowship with him, that will talk to him, that he can talk to them. Amen. God's still got a voice. He can still speak. He's just looking for somebody to say, God, speak to me. 
lead me, guide me. I'm not, this is not by my power. I'm not here by myself. I didn't bring myself here. I need you, Lord. It'll, when you get to that place, it'll lead you to all things are possible. <laughs> it'll lead you to, Lord, pour out your spirit upon the church. Give us what we have need of. Pour out your Holy Ghost. Take out every reasoning. Believe the word is right. We're going to stand right with it. And he said, when you begin to move into that place, you'll see it begin to rise. The astronaut will begin to move up, going beyond what anybody says, going beyond any, what anybody thinks, and going into another atmosphere. Until an astronaut breaks the sound barrier. He goes beyond the restrictions of this world. He goes beyond what's going on around him. Amen. Right on through. He's not, he don't even hear any of it. He's just moving on. He's living in the presence of God. His word, what his word says. He's the high priest. You see that great big radar sitting out there moving, watching in the meeting. You can watch when the Holy Spirit comes in the form of the pillar of fire like he said he would. A man's not going to be sitting there trying to reason it out with science, a real believer. Why? He's looking at a radar screen. Watch him. He begins to point and it catches one there. And that astronaut, you got cancer. You got so and so. You're from such and such a place. The Lord Jesus makes you well. Hallelujah. Off sails that astronaut. He said, oh my what a church. He said, it's being proved everywhere around us. We're living in an astronaut age. We're living in a place that at any moment we're going to take one more step. We're living, we're right now, you know the little story, it just touched my heart hearing it again of the little girl that was out on the ranch. She's out on the ranch and the rich young son came out from the east to find him a wife. You know, and all the sisters were there of that ranch, uh, Ramrod was there. His daughters was making themselves up, getting ready, and had a little cousin, you know, that was there tending the dishes and washing the clothes and making the beds. And Nobody ever thought anything about her. Nobody thought that surely if he came, he's not coming for her. She don't look good enough. She don't have big enough place. She don't have this. She don't have that. She, she looks so humble. And they put on this big party and, and out they go and they're just putting on the bling, you know, and trying to get his attention and everybody's vying for his attention. But he's looking for a certain character. He's looking for a certain person. He's looking for a certain kind of people. And all of a sudden, he goes out to get away from it all outside and down by the bunkhouse. And he sees this little girl come out with a pail of dirty dishwater. And she throws it over the fence. And, and he looks at her, and he catches her eye. And he's like, I wonder who that is. And he finds out about her. And he begins to talk to her and begins to fellowship with her. And he decides she's the one. And he tells her, look, you're the one I come to marry. You're going to be my bride. On this certain day, on this certain time, I'm coming back again. Amen, and time went on, and time went on. It seemed like nothing was happening. Of course, all them sisters made fun of her and made, you know, made light of the situation. But you know, it came the time that there was only one year left. There was only a few months left. There was only a few days left. There was only one day left. There was only a few seconds left. Oh, hallelujah. There was only a few moments left until she'd hear the sound of a, bu a buggy coming down the road to pick her up again. Yes. 
And I can imagine that day was her last day of being there with all them people and them critics and making fun. She came to her last day. She, she went and took that dirty dishwater and she threw it over the fence for the last time. Hallelujah. She went and she went and went into the bed and she made the bed for the last time. And she got up and she made breakfast for the last time. And I'm thinking about a people. It's been years. It's been 40 years and 50 years we've heard the coming of the Lord and the coming of the Lord. And now we're getting to what? Years or year or maybe months or days. But then we're going to come to the last day. Hallelujah. And we're going to come right to the last time we ever deal with cancer and we ever deal with high blood pressure and we ever deal with any demon of depression or anxiety on our children. We're coming to the last day. And we're going to throw it over the fence one last time. And then all of a sudden, we're putting the clothes of the word on and we're getting ourselves ready and we hear the sound. Hallelujah. What do you think those astronauts are feeling? All of a sudden, they feel... All of a sudden, they know it's my time to lift off of here. Oh, hallelujah. I hear the sound in the mulberry tree. It's a sound of not staying. It's not a sound of occupying. It's not a sound of the things that's going on. I hear the wind of the Holy Ghost moving in our hearts, believing all things are possible, believing the days of miracles are here, believing healing is here, deliverance for God. Come on, Sal. Don't let let me lose you. Amen. Believing that all things are possible. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. This might be your last day amen, to deal with anxieties and, and fears and, and depression. This might be the last service. I don't hear a sound of a stand. As the Bible said, as David there in the mulberry bush, he heard a sound of a going. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, glory to God. The world is worrying about their 401Ks and, and the stock markets and this, that, and the other, and their kingdoms they built, they're all crumbling around them, and they're worrying about how am I going to make it? How am I going to stay there? How am I going to keep this? How am I going to? I'm not worried about it. I'm not staying here. I'm leaving here. And there's a people that hears the sound of the buggy coming down the road. The Holy Ghost moving in the church of God. It's not moving with less power. It's moving with greater power. It's not moving with less miracles. It's moving with more miracles. It's not moving with less healings. It's moving with more healings. Until the greatest miracle that ever hit this earth is going to be the change of this old body. Hallelujah. And we go home to meet him in the sky. And that is beyond the reasoning of men. There's someone here even tonight saying that ain't possible. You can believe that. I refuse. The old will be transformed. (laughs) There's many in the grave right now you couldn't find maybe a spoonful of ash. But that's not going to keep it from happening. You say, how do you know? The Bible teaches it. <laughs> you say, well, I don't know if I can believe the Bible. It's written by man. Well, you can believe every kind of other nonsense written by men. 
I get amazed by people who say, well, I can't believe the Bible. It was written by a man. But they've gone down CNN. They've gone down their old worldly things and all the things they're doing. And it's written by inspired by devils. I believe in something maybe written on paper by men, but inspired by God. You say, well, I tell you what, what are you going to do? Ain't no end to this. Ain't no end to this world. You're going to close your eyes and it's going to be finished. It's just going to be over. It'll be blackness. You'll not know nothing. It'll be done. You can believe that if you want to. I happen to believe we sent an eagle here in this age that told us what's over there. And there's enough vindication behind this eagle to believe him. It's like I told an atheist one time, Young man used to believe this message, talking to him, just visiting and, 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 and just thinking on these things. And he, I think I've told this before, but, you know, he said, well, you're just going to close your eyes and there's not going to be nothing. I said, okay, great. I close my eyes and there's nothing. What have I lost? Right. I've had a good life. Yeah. Tell you what I had. I had a wife that wouldn't run out on me. Had children that would obey and do the yeah. things right and, yes. amen, be good people and good citizens and have a love for people. That's what I have. Yeah. I have a church that loves each other and, yes. and people that love each other and care for each other. What do you got? Yeah. Yeah. I said, but let's, let's flip the script just a little bit. What if we close our eyes and there is something to this afterlife, yes. then what do you have? Think about it. What are you going to have if old fogey Timothy knows what he's talking about? If this old fogey Bible knows what he's talking about, what are you going to have? And what have you missed? And what are you going to miss? But he has come in this hour he brought such revelation and, and vindication in this hour to put stability in our hearts, to make us stable in an unstable hour. Amen. To, to where we can have enough stability in our heart to believe in the miraculous, yes. to believe in things that were once thought impossible by man, but were always possible by God. Amen. Listen, it didn't just all of a sudden become possible by God. It's always been possible. But now there's people that believes it to be possible. Yeah. A stability or having a strength to endure. He said when a man once catches a vision of an invisible God and knows he's always present. Yes. Hello. Amen. I know the devil's got our minds on coronavirus is always present. And rights are always present. And evil's always present. And that's all, we, all we're putting in front of our faces. If you look at those things out there, it's constantly evil, evil, evil. And it puts out the persona that evil is always present. But if you can catch a vision of an invisible God and know he is always present. Oh, hallelujah. He's always present. 
Amen. He's there in every situation. He's there in every problem. He's there when you've lost loved ones. He's there when when you're down to your last minute or your last piece of money or your last food. He's there. He's always there. And then that, when you realize that something stabilizes a man's thinking. And this is what we see people that's unstable because they've been feeding on the wrong things. And they become unstable because evil's always present, and this is always present, and that's always present. And, it is, and their thinking becomes unstable. It unstabilizes when you realize God is present right now. Just think that and believe it. Do, do more than think it. Believe it. <laughs> God is present right now. I, I told y'all the other day when I was sitting in my chair, lit, 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 me and my wife been reading the Bible and things together, and, and we got down to pray, and I used that phrase, whatever we bind, it's praying about my mom, whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven, whatever we loose on earth will be loose in heaven, and it just struck me, go back and read that again. And I went back and read it and realized it was directly tied to a question. Who do you say that I am? If you can say he's present. If you can say he's here. Not because my senses declares he's here, but his word said he's here. If you can believe that, then all things are possible to you, Peter. (laughs) <laughs> Hallelujah. And that way, when I, when I realize I, have, I must believe he's present right now. Amen. He's not just a God of, of Elijah or a God of Moses and the good stories and, and good uh, things to pull strength from, yes. But he's not just, you know, the devil said, well, yeah, back there, but not here. Yeah, in Peter's day, but not here. Paul's day, but not here. Brother Branham's day, but not here. But when you realize the same God that was there is here. It stabilizes your thinking. It stabilizes your actions. It stabilizes everything about you. And it makes you look upward. It turns your eyes on him instead of the problems. It turns your eyes on the unseen instead of what you can see. And what we can see is very dark and very bleak. But if we can look to the unseen, we could have a little glimpse tonight. Johnny, you ain't fighting alone. Sister Doretha, not fighting alone. We're not here by ourselves. None of you are here by yourself. He's here. And when God arises, his enemies are scattered. When God comes on the scene, brain bleeds have to push back. <laughs> Cancer has to flee. God's moving in impossible situations. God doing the miraculous. It stabilizes your thinking. This is what's wrong with people. They haven't caught a glimpse of the unseen. Because if them people out there doing what they're doing right now and the people of this world could catch a glimpse of what's anointing them, Lord have mercy. They can really see what is pushing them and their ideas and their thinking and what's pushed the driving force behind them. They can't see what's there. They think that's my own thoughts. It's not your own thoughts. It's a spirit behind that. It's a spirit moving in the realms of this world and political and this, that, and the other. It's spirits. But if it's spirits of hell being pushed people into places where they are today and it pushed Sodom where they were and it pushed Lot where he was. But Abraham, there was another spirit. 
There was a stronger wind. There was something else. There was a visitation of an angel that stabilized his thinking. Instead of 50 righteous Lord Savor, if 40 are righteous Savor, 10. What was it? It was stabilizing his thinking. In the time of distress and troubles, if you can catch a vision of the invisible God, knowing he's always present, it'll stabilize your thinking. He goes on, he says, you see, when you look with these eyes, this is now 58, so imagine where we're at today. He said, you look with your eyes and you see now nations are shaking and trembling, war clouds are flying everywhere. Every nation is under distress, perplexities of time. Every sign that Jesus said would happen is happening. There would be signs in the heavens above and the earth below and great things would be taking place, flying saucers, mystic things taking place. But in those times, he commanded his church to lift up their heads. In the day to look up for the unseen Christ will be appearing very soon. When you do it, it, when you catch that glimpse, it makes you think things you wouldn't ordinarily think. It makes you, a man wouldn't ordinarily think. It makes people do things that a normal man wouldn't ordinarily do. It made Paul do things that wasn't ordinary. Moses did things that he wouldn't think in his own mind to do. But he caught a glimpse of the unseen. He caught a glimpse of something else around him more than what was there, the desert, the bushes, this, that. He caught a glimpse of the unseen, the fire of God that could come down and it stabilized. It's a stabilizer. It's like an anchor in a ship. It's a ship when the ship is tied to an anchor in a time of storm. It holds it there in its place no matter how big the winds or how big the waves. It holds it there. And he said, if Christ is your absolute and you're tied to him in the time of trouble, the ship, yep, it'll rock. It'll break if it gets to the rocks. It'll break if it gets over there in the problems in the situation. But you've hung on to that anchor and let that anchor hang on to you. It's your absolute. And a born-again Christian is tied to Christ and the Bible as his anchor. It's the thing we're tied to. Let organizations, let different things, science, educators say what they want to. But as long as that word says it, I'm tied to it. Hallelujah, and I'm not moving from it, no matter what anybody else says. Now, this is probably one of my favorite quotes. And Christ is revealed in his own word in 65. Something that just brings peace in my my storm. He says, the stabilizers have been put on the ship. Oh, yeah, great fearful waves are out there before us. We know, but just beyond that wave, that last wave, we're nearing the shore. Just stay stable. Just stay in the word. No matter how you feel, stay in the word. Stay stable. When you see those great big old clouds around us, storms rising, atomic bombs, everything they're talking about, but our stabilizer is right in the word. God said it would be, and we will crest every wave. That's shouting grounds right there. You need to look at that, that, that wave that's been coming against you and say, I'm about to crest you. 
I'm about to come over the top of you because I've been stabilized in the word of God and upon this rock, this revelation that he is now present, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Oh, it'll be against it. It'll come. It'll blow. It'll, it'll hack at the doors. It'll push against the old, world, old rugged wood of the cross. But them stabilizers are still holding. Hey, man, things are coming, and we're rising above it all. Go right over the top of them. It can't sink us. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The devil's been telling you he's going to sink you. You need to look him back and say, you can't sink me. Because I'm not the one holding me. That's the truth. Amen. To sink me, you got to sink him. Yeah, yeah. To defeat me, you got to defeat him. Yes. And he done proved you are a defeated foe. Yes. Hallelujah. They can't sink us. They can't drown us. You can put us in the grave. We're going to come out again. That's just all there is to it. There ain't no way in the world to keep it from coming to pass or keep it down there. We will crest every one of them because our great chief captain is calling on the other side. We're anchored in Jesus. The storms of life will brave. I've anchored in Jesus. I'll fear no wind or wave. Whatever it might be, let it come. Whatever may, whatever will, doesn't make any difference. We're anchored in Jesus Christ. Pressurized. But it takes the inoculation of the Holy Ghost to keep sane in the insane hour. You see people that's run this race for many years are cracking under the pressure. They're cracking under the pressure of critics and turning away from this glorious truth. They're cracking under the pressure of the world and the political spirits and they're turning away from this glorious truth. And they think, well, I'm just turning away from my idea. No, you're turning away from Christ. And listen, this pressure that's in this world is only getting greater and greater and greater until all hell comes into this place, until the man himself comes and incarnates himself. The man of sin comes and incarnates himself in a man. And you're talking about pressure. I'm not going to be here. There's There's a sound of a going that's taking place. There's a people getting ready to leave here. And let me just say it very plainly and very bluntly. When this bride leaves here, all hell is turning loose. It will have its full sway and its full way. But right now, you got a way of escape. Yes, that's Somebody showed me a video earlier uh, sometime this week of a man ministering on hell has no exit. Once you get there, there's no leaving. But while you can, exit. Yes. There is a way of escape. Yes. There is a way called the way of righteousness that you can leave it. You don't have to go down with that thing. It, exit. Get up and leave. So I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not going there. I'm not going down with defeat. I, I'm, not, I'm not bowing down to this thing. Listen, with the pressure that's coming upon this earth, this is only a foretaste. And you can't run far enough in the woods to just go get away from this pressure. I know people got their ideas. Well, I'm going to get off the grid. I'm going to get out there by myself. Nobody knows where I'm at. Baloney. They got a GPS thing that'll come right on top of your house. 
They know what you are. They know what you will be. They know everything about you, seems like. And you think it's, it's bad now, just wait. Freedoms are being rolled away one by one. Things are being moved into this place one by one. It's setting itself up for the tribulation period. And there is a tribulation coming. But there's also a leaving, an exit. There's a way to get out of here. <laughs> this old world's about to burn, but there's a way to get out of here. This world's going down into hell, but there's a way to get out of here. There's an exit. There's a way of escape. There is an inoculation. You can't sink inwardly enough and become so inward and so, so drawn into yourself to get away from this pressure. It's going to have to take an inoculation. It's going to have to be something to come up on the heart that'll pressurize you for a pressurized age. That'll pressurize you that the pressure on the inside is greater than the pressure on the outside. Therefore, it keeps what's on the outside from coming on the inside. Hallelujah. That's why he said the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Because Peter, you're going to go to the day of Pentecost and you're going to read, you're going to read the spirit of God's going to be unleashed upon my people and you're going to come out of there like a drunk man, but you're not going to be the same no more. You went in there a liar. You went in there a deceiver. You went in there a cursor. You went in there a denier, but you're going to come out and you're going to stand for me. Why? Because I got an inoculation that I hold. I got something to arise above every hell that comes to every dark that comes from hell. Every kind of spirit that comes against you. I got something greater. I got something more powerful. I got something to hold in the time of death. And it'll hold so much you'll go down, but it'll bring you back up again. And there ain't no hell can stop it. They can put guards around. They can put a, a stone over it. They can do whatever you want to, but the word's done been spoke. The word's done has been spoke. Amen. I'll show you a mystery. We'll not all sleep, but we all shall be changed. There is a body change coming. There is a people in a moment, in a twinkling of eye. One day they're old. The next step they're young again. Oh, hallelujah. One day they're decrepit, and the next moment they're running on the streets of our gold. One day they can't hardly walk an inch, and they're running a mile. Pressurize. And the dead shall be raised. We ain't lost one of our loved ones. That's fine. We ain't lost a one. And we're not losing a one. He said, All the Father has given me will come. That'll pressurize you. If you can believe his words tonight, it'll pressurize you. God's got it. I don't know how he's got it, but he's got it. When that happened to my mom a couple of weeks ago, it struck my heart. God's got this. I don't know how he's got it, but he's got it. He saw this wave coming before we ever got here. And he's got the answer. And he answered But it'll keep you in the moment of temptation. Mind battle? Sure, he tried to come to our minds. I went and visited her last Monday, a week ago. 
He left there. You think he came to my mind after? Sure he did. Tried to tell me I'd never have my mom back in her normal capacities. Tried to tell me that it'd be impossible for her to do just simple things. Tried to tell me she'd never talk like herself again. Tried to tell me all kinds of stuff. Lying old devil. He don't have the final say. (laughs) But you have to constantly pull those thoughts down. No, that's not my thought and that's not God's thought. That's that old devil talking again. Pull it down and say, God, by your stripes, she's healed. I don't know how you got it, but you got it. I don't know how you're going to do it, but you're going to do it. I don't know how in the wild world this is going to work out, but you are the one in control and I'm leaving it in your hands. Because I can't do nothing with it in my hands, but in his hands. <laughs> that little boy with those five fish in his hands, it wasn't nothing. But in God's hands, he could feed 5,000. Hallelujah. Amen. In his hand, your hands, you may not be able to do nothing. But if you'll put it in his hands, he'll open up the Red Sea. He'll make a way where it seems impossible. He's go- Listen, in our hands, this rocket ain't leaving. But in his hands, it can't help but leave. It's got a predestinated moment for a predestinated trajectory to meet a predestinated place. The meeting in the air. Brother Mike texted me sometime during that. He said, you get ready. He said, God has moved. And he said, it's about to snowball. That's what his word. It's about, it's only going to snowball. And I have to say, from one, it wasn't one week, week to the next week. It was one day to the next day different. One day to the next day, completely different. One day to the next day, completely different. One day to the next day, completely different. Hallelujah. We are living in the days of the miracles. Get ready to receive yours. Hallelujah. I say it again. Get ready to receive your miracle. Get ready to receive your children back. Get ready. You say, well, it's been said a bunch of times, but there's going to be a last day that devil's going to hold them. There's going to be a last time the devil's going to keep them down in old Sodom. But God's got somewhere. He's got an angel to go after them. Hallelujah. I'd say, if I was you, I would plant my, my tie. I would say, God, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to receive something from you because I know we're in the time of all things are possible. There's nothing impossible with God. He took a woman that was on the deathbed and a man that was been on the deathbed and bringing them back to life again as a sign. You get ready. There's a miracle coming to your house. Yes. Somebody needs to receive that tonight. There's a miracle coming to your house. Let's bury it. Think of the woman that touched the hem of his garment. It was her last day to have that blood issue. That was a miracle being orchestrated that she didn't know. A little girl had died, gotten very sick, 
gotten very sick to the point of death, and the man went after Jesus, broke away from his crowd, broke away from his, his, his church ideas, and went to Jesus, said, my daughter's dying. I'd have you come pray for her. What was God doing? God was orchestrating a miracle. God was making a way that a little woman who had a blood issue could get to him. Did you hear me? Maybe God has orchestrated this whole thing so somebody else can get to him. Who's going to be that woman that says, this is my time. I'm going to touch the hem of his garment. I see he's near right now. He's doing the miraculous among us. It's my turn. It's my turn to be in his presence. It's my turn to reach out and touch him. I wonder who could be here tonight and say, I need to reach out and touch him. I want to reach out to him today. I want to reach out. God is allowing things to happen so faith can rise and hearts to believe. If he could do it for their family, he can do it for mine. If he can change their lives, he can change mine. If he could raise up that little girl from the dead, he could touch me. If he could touch Karen Pruitt in such a way to bring her back from the point of death and surely he can touch me he can meet me he can touch my heart reach out to him don't let him pass you by don't let him pass you by Lord you've seen the hands all over this place Lord the needs and the situations Yes, a miracle is in the house right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, just seeing how you orchestrate things so that somebody else could be touched. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we praise you right now for this miracle. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Lord, it's your word, not ours. And we believe all things are possible. Maybe you've caved to pressure. Lord, I need to be pressurized. I ain't got the goods to get on that ship. I won't own with all my heart. Oh, cry out to him. Oh, Savior. Oh, Savior. Maybe you need this inoculation tonight, this pressure.
be pressurized for the thing of this world. You want to talk it over with him. This altar's open. He's moving in a miraculous way. He's here to touch any heart. He's here to meet any need. Oh 